Hello and welcome to another Tusk Talks Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chalk, and I'm here to give my honest opinions on the things we like or dislike from all the goings-on in professional wrestling, from shows like WWE, Monday Night Raw, Friday Night Smackdown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, Impact Wrestling, as well as pay-per-views, premium live events and some indie shows, as well as talking about the latest news headlines doing the rounds. So why not go ahead, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, welcome. It is Tuesday, still, just, it's late on a Tuesday. I've had a mad day but I have finally sat down to record the Monday Night Raw review. Pretty pretty decent Raw, I would say, this week. Uh, it's never going to be on the level of, you know, a, a really top-class Dynamite. It's, um, but I think as far as WWE goes, this is kind of what what I expect from a a Raw now, a three hour Raw long matches boring-ish matches but at least you get entertainment and I was entertained, there's not much that I didn't like on this really, as a whole there were some things that I definitely would change but Nothing really stood out as terrible. But let's get into it, shall we? The first thing we see is the Bloodline show up, minus Roman Reigns, of course. They all arrive all happy, and there's one, and Jay even going along with Sammy in the back. We then cut to ringside, and we get Becky Lynch come out to the ring. Um... She sort of turns into a game show host, goes out into the crowd, um, basically says she's here to kick some ass. She talks to the crowd while she's out there, a couple of uh, strange guys. I think is the best way of putting it. One guy just wanted to film himself and the other... Well, best left unsaid, maybe. Um... Bailey came out on her own, which was a bit weird at first. Um, she calls the crowd peasants and says she doesn't get any respect even after all she's done. She lists off, lists off the matches that she's had recently. Um, Becky got a nice line in, don't call Bob a peasant. Uh, Bailey... Tells her to come to the ring, so have a fight, basically. This is when Dakota Kai and Io Sky start walking down the steps. A big old brawl breaks out. They fight to the back, um, fight to the concourse. They fight in the merch stands, which is kind of cool. Pretty decent brawl until it's all pulled apart. I thought it was a, this was a really great opening segment I had 
a few little worries when she sort of went into game show host mode and started going out into the crowd but I was wrong to worry really she was like um she's kind of like trying to get the man back over I suppose is the best way of putting it and the fans love her anyway so really good job um yeah enjoyed this the brawl looked good as well the way that they went f- up to the uh merch stand and the way the merch stand sort of just fell on them like it was real i, I like that a lot our first match was Rayo ripley versus mia yim dominic mysterio was obviously at ringside with Rhea ripley um in case you didn't know Mi Chin is Korean for crazy. Like, yes, we know Kevin Patrick. Just shut up. We know that now. But it's the first thing he can say as soon as her music hits. And it's getting really annoying. But she was excellent, I thought. Her fire-up spot was superb. But how great is Rare Ripley right now? Head and shoulders for me above any other woman on that that roster. Maybe with the exception of Bianca Belair. Maybe they're I would say they're level at the moment, but Rare Ripley, yeah, what a star. Um so confident as well and it just seeps through her. Uh Dominic played his role fantastically as well. He's sort of the goofball idiot. I've said on a number of podcasts that he's actually one of my favourite guys to watch now because he just knows his role. He knows what he's there to do and plays it brilliantly. Um, it's a shame it ended the way it did with no finish. I kind of get why they did it. I kind of get that they can't they can't beat Rhea at the moment because I think she's WrestleMania bound at main event or, or women's main event anyway. And Mia Yim's just come in so you can't really beat her either. But maybe just don't book the match then. Um, it's hard sometimes because they had great chemistry so you kind of want to see the match but you also want to see a finish with it because what actually happened was Dominic Mysterio got involved for some reason got in the ring Um, the OC come down and Judgment Day come down a big old brawl breaks out And then AJ Styles basically challenges the Judgment Day to a 4-4 four four match, which is what we got next. Um, this sort of, this took most of the opening 30 to 45 minutes between the Ray Ripley Mia Yim bit 
Scott and the Judgment Day versus the OC. And look, I love the physicality in the match. It was great. Uh, Damian Priest, I think, has come on leaps and bounds. Balor is a much better heel than he is babyface. Even Dominic was decent in this. I like there was a spot he tagged in and I think he went after Gallows and got just smacked straight away and he tags out immediately. I loved that spot. Uh, Ray Ripley, again, was head and, shoulder, head and shoulders above everybody in this match, even... You know, your Styles, your Ballers, your Dominant Mysterios. <laughs> um, but I would have rather seen maybe this made for next week. I don't really understand why we had to have it straight after the Rare Ripley Mir Yim match. And again, went too long and that's a, a common issue I think with Triple H's booking but I mean were, again there were good bits Mia Yim body slamming Finn Balor was great I think she's somebody to look out for because I think she's willing to throw herself into whatever she's given in WWE but yeah I mean I, I don't know. Maybe just leave it, spread it out a little bit. It was a bit too much of this in the first hour. Uh, Judgment Day did get the win, which you kind of guessed as AJ Styles beat Finn Balor at Survivor Series. Next, we get a Street Profits return in the back. Um, nice to see them back. I was starting to wonder where they had gone and what the issue was but I think they were out due to injury they get interrupted by Alpha Academy and Chad Gable and the match is set for later the bloodline then come to the ring um, Usos hype up winning war games uh, Jimmy I think it was called Sammy their dog that's why Kevin Owens is so upset Sammy thanks Jimmy for being down since day one. Do their handshake thing. He turns his attention to Jay then. He says the way that Jay embraced him was uh, oozy. Says from now on we're on the same page and they all hug and they tried to get Solo to join in and I think he was just about to but Kevin Owens' music plays uh, he comes out to the stage he says sammy i get it how many times have i turned on you uh he he isn't here to fight but after saturday he is done with sammy he doesn't want to see him anymore he doesn't want to ride with him uh, he doesn't want anything to do with him ever again sammy says yeah that's fine he doesn't need him anyway because He's got family now. Uh, Keo goes on to say that he's genuinely happy for Sami Zayn. The whole world can see just how good Sami Zayn is now. Uh, but just remember in your family that you are not blood 
to them and he never will be. Jay sort of takes over from here. You got a problem with Sammy, you got a problem with the bloodline and with me and then they argue and bicker and I hope and the match gets set set up for the uh, main event then. Again, I thought this was really good. The storyline is by far the the best thing. I don't want to say in in uh, wrestling, but in WWE, easily the best thing I've seen in ages. Like I said on the Survivor Series War Games pre uh, review, the more they lean into Sammy not having Kevin by his side, and the more he sort of leans into being a part of the bloodline. When the day comes, and it is going to come, that Roman and the Usos and Solo beat the hell out of Sammy, and it's going to have to be a hell of a beating as well. It's going to make it even more heartbreaking. Um, but the pop is going to be there eventually when Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn do get back together. It's just fantastic. And again, I think I said on the War Games review that if there was ever a moment that needs blood in WWE, it would be that moment when the bloodline do turn on Sammy. Leave him laying in a pool of blood. It's I can see it. Just him laying there in a pool of blood and it's going to break everybody's heart. But it's also going to be so great. Um, We're hearing that the plans for WrestleMania are for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to take on the Usos. I'm just going to enjoy how they get there, I think. Candice LeRae is then backstage. She looks like she's just going to have a normal interview and then sort of turns turns it into a bit of a shoot-style promo on damage control and uh, Dakota Kai, which is going to come up in a minute. Matt Riddle and Elias, they also get interviewed and... Matt Riddle's a bit deluded. He's enjoying this tag team run with Elias. They talk about potentially winning the championships. The Usos, well, the whole bloodline actually come out. Yeah, you're not going to. That's not going to happen. But it is set. I believe they've set it for next Monday. Um, Not a chance they're winning, but fine. At least got something to preview for next Monday. Then it is the return to in-ring work for the Street Profits. They take on Alpha Academy. Street Profits made their way through the crowd as part of their entrance. It's always great, I think. They're another act that can go into that crowd and people really take to them. Uh... Great to see them back. I've been a big supporter of Montez Ford for a long time. 
And I think he's come back even better than he was before he disappeared. I was so impressed with him again. But Angelo Dawkins in the the past 12 months is easily 10 times better than he was uh, a year ago. I think he's come on so well. I don't know really what they do with them at the moment because if WWE stick stick to their uh, stipulations then they can't get tag team gold so is it worth maybe splitting up the street profits or maybe not splitting up but letting Montez Ford have a run at singles title or, or Dawkins whoever might be worth just trying it and not splitting them exactly but have the other support the other if, if you know what I mean um but yeah, this match again was great. Chad Gable's amazing. Say it every single week. I love Otis. You know, technically he's not the greatest, but he's not there to be a technical wizard, is he? He's a big guy that can do big guy stuff really, really well. The um, stereo dives from Street Profits were just awesome. Uh, Montez Ford got, got uh, Otis up for a slam as well. That was great. The finish was awesome as well when Dawkins just leveled Gable out of nowhere with massive right hand, um, knocking him out, and then obviously Montez Ford hitting that massive frog splash. Great. Interested to see what they do with them now. Austin Fury comes to the ring, the new United States champion, of course. Uh, speaks about everyone wanted to bury him after he had the, he, um, or everybody said that he had the worst cash-in of all time, money in the bank, well, he did, so, yeah. Um, he doesn't want to be called a kid again, calls himself the face of Raw, basically putting himself over. Um, says the Austin Theory era starts now. Seth Rollins then comes out wearing what only can be described as lingerie. Uh, like a see-through top. They had a pretty cool stare down, actually. Rollins trying to goad him into a, a fight. Um... But Fury has none of it. He says he will fight him, but it'll be on the champ's time. I really like this segment. And in the stare down, all of a sudden, for me anyway, Austin Fury feels like a star. I don't like the way they've got to it personally in WWE, but it's worked. Or it's worked after the fact, anyway, after he got completely buried. Really like what's happening to Austin Theory at the moment. Um, do I see him as potential world champion? No. 
but I certainly see him as a top mid-carder right now. I suppose that's where he should be in his progression. Seth Rollins, I wish he wouldn't change the way he is. Um, I think people liked him because he was an idiot. And he got over as a babyface because he was an idiot. He doesn't have to now, just because he's a babyface, become hard man Seth Rollins. Um, Cold and calculated. Nah. Don't have to be a cool guy. I love when people get over by doing exactly what he did as a heel. But when they're a babyface, look at Stone Cold Steve Austin. He never changed. Uh, Jake Snake never changed. So many of the top babyfaces never changed what they were doing. The Rock even, you know, the only way they change is when they say something, it's sort of a different inflection on things. Uh, But they're still saying the same sort of things. Seth Rollins sort of changes his character. Still good. You know, I'm not going to bury it or anything. Still good. And actually, that's a match I do want to see all of a sudden. We get the Miz backstage moaning about um, whatever he's done to his hand. Yeah, it's a big bag of money there for Dexter Loomis. Um, basically, he don't want to doesn't want the match. Uh, Adam Pearce comes in and says, yeah, you're lying, bullshit, it's happening. Miz shouts something about getting his lawyers involved. Anyway, the, the match happens. Uh, Dexter Loomis versus the Miz was a no... Was it no DQ or anything goes, whatever it was. All the same. Um... Look, Dexter Loomis is not a guy that's going to go in there and have five-star matches. I think he knows that. But for what he does in the ring, I I don't really get all the hype. Uh, Not the hype. There's a lot of bashing that goes on. Uh, I hear quite a bit of it on or read quite a bit of it on Twitter. Uh, other podcasts bash him a little bit, but for the character, I think he plays a good part, a good good role. I don't, I don't quite understand the the amount of bashing that he gets. But as I say, he's never going to be a top guy in the company. He's never going to be um, the guy that gets relied on to put on a, an instant classic. He's going to be this. Who do you compare him to? The Undertaker in the... Ah, that's crap. That's crap, really. But I don't don't really know who you compare him to, but... As a character, I think he he works for me, anyway. I I loved him. (sighs) Come back from a break and 
He's literally got a vice on his head. That popped me. Um, and I enjoyed this match. I'm not um, a massive Miz fan. I'm respectful of what he's done and what he's had to go through to get there. I wouldn't say he's anywhere near one of my top favourite wrestlers, but I thought he played his part well here. I thought Corey Graves was really good on commentary as well. He kind of put it over to be more than what it really was. Dexter Loomis obviously won the match, got his contract, got his big bag full of money, started handing it out to the kids, and I love the fact that the Miz attacked him and took one of the the uh, dollar bills off one of the kids. He's laughing about it, happy about it, proud of himself, and then turns around and gets super kicked by Johnny Gargano, who hands back the, the money to the little kid. Um, thumbs up with Dexter. I, I kind of want Johnny to get out of whatever this is now for him. I don't want him anywhere near the Miz. I don't want to see a Miz Johnny Gargano match again. I don't just let him be Johnny Wrestling. That's what he needs to be. Not this goofball idiot that thinks he's funny. Just wrestle. Put on classics. You know, matches with Seth Rollins or Matt Riddle. Just guys like that. I That's what I would do anyway. Candice LeRae was then back in the ring. She took on Dakota Kai. Most of this match went on during a break. The entrances and the opening part. Um, what we did to I th- see, I thought, was great. The uh, best I've seen Dakota Kai, I think, since her return to the company. She looked much more confident. We've obviously got a lot of chemistry in the ring. Candice LeRae, if you've seen her on the indies or in NXT, you know that she's really good. Great, in fact. Um... And I think the women's division need more matches just like this. Right now there's a lot of you know, hyping up the women in WWE and then not really necessarily delivering on that hype. There are a few excellent performers in that women's division, but there's a hell of a lot of Certainly mid-card, if you look at it as a division. Candice LeRae and Dakota Kai could both be at the very, very top. Um, Not sure either of them will get there under Triple H, but... Decent match. And that's what this uh, division needs. We then... Get a backstage segment where Bianca Belair, Asuka and Alexa Bliss are getting interviewed about war games and choosing Becky Lynch. 
And we get the flicker from like a Bray Wyatt symbol behind Alexa Bliss. Uh, her whole mood changes and then she's all spaced out. So <sighs> we're obviously going to get dark Alexa Bliss again or something along those lines. If she's not going to be used as a great in-ring talent as she is, then I guess it's doing something with her. Uh, it's not for me. I'd rather she just did some decent wrestling. I think she could be the perfect challenger for Bianca Belair at the Rumble. But she's going to take a different path by the looks of things. Main event time, and it is Kevin Owens versus Jay Uso, who had the whole bloodline minus Roman in his corner. Um, another great main event, but again, another match on this card that went way too long. You could easily take off five minutes of this match, and it would still be really good. Uh, but the action really drew me in, especially in the last couple of minutes. I thought were fantastic. Finishing stretch was great. Great to see Sammy out there. So it felt weird, if I'm honest, but a good weird where he's cheering and saying, "You know, come on, let's let's go." Basically, but for uh, Kevin Owens. Uh, sorry, not for Kevin, for Jey Uso. I'll get it right in a minute. I, yeah, loved it. Another great little layer to the story as well. I think all of this, I kind of spoke about it earlier in the show, so I'm not going to speak too much on it now. What I will say is, I really enjoyed this Raw. I know there are some out there that will say this is crap. Uh, especially sort of diehard AEW fans. Personally, I like both shows. I think I go for my wackiness to WWE and I get my great professional wrestling from Dynamite. But it's not compare them for once um yeah good show and i think it is kind of must watch now at least triple h has done that with raw but that is your raw review and as always you can tell us what you thought of the show through our tusk talks wrestling podcast page follow me on twitter as well i am at adam chalk eight on there we're also on YouTube as well now. I'll be back tomorrow with the NXT review. Hopefully a little bit uh, more prepared. Kind of going off bullet pointed notes tonight. Instead of how I usually do things. I hope it's not been too bad. But until the next one. I've been Adam Chalk. Thank you for listening. And I will see you next time.